The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Sarah McCluskey, VPM's newscast editor. We're doing something a little different today with the VPM Daily Newscast. For a second year, Virginia Democrats have used their majorities in the House and Senate to push through big legislation. The General Assembly wrapped up its work over the weekend and are expected to formally end the session today. I'm here with Ben Pavier and Roberto Roldan to try to recap some of the major laws and reforms passed by the General Assembly this session. Hey, Ben and Roberto. Hello. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, probably the biggest debate this year and late into Saturday night was around marijuana legalization. Democrats were mostly in agreement with legalizing recreational use and setting up a legal market. But there were some big sticking points that almost derailed the legislation. Ben, can you tell me a little bit more about that? It really came down to the 11th hour, Sarah. The the final agreement uh, delays legalization of marijuana until 2024. That means you can still be cited for possession of the drug before then. It's a big disappointment to criminal justice advocates who wanted to remove the existing penalties on July 1st of this year. Advocates are also worried the bill could create new criminal and civil penalties. But backers of the legislation say those aren't set in stone. Lawmakers have to go back next year to review some of those provisions. Democratic Senator Jennifer McClellan kind of summarized the mixed feelings many Democrats have on this bill. If we have already made the decision that simple possession should be repealed, we could have done that today and ended the disproportionate fines on communities of color. That's not where we are today. Still, McClellan ended up voting for it. The legislation now goes to Governor Ralph Northam, who is likely to make changes to it. Obviously, the session played out with the backdrop of a pandemic and a lingering economic recession. Roberto, what kind of efforts did we see to help Virginians who are struggling right now? Yeah, so we saw a number of bills that were aimed at really keeping homeowners and renters in their own homes. So last year, the General Assembly responded to the pandemic with some temporary changes to evictions. That includes requiring some landlords to offer a payment plan before evicting a tenant Delegate Sia Price was successful this session in getting those measures extended for another year. Senator Jennifer McClellan and Delegate Luke Torian also got a bill through that gives homeowners more notice of an impending foreclosure, and it directs them to legal and financial aid resources so they can actually try to avoid that foreclosure. And lawmakers also found themselves at the center of a school reopening debate, right, Ben? Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth between Republicans and Democrats this year about when Virginia schools would start offering in-person learning. Republicans wanted to open uh, in-person learning like yesterday, and they kept trying to make that happen as soon as the bill was signed into law. But Democrats and teachers say they're worried about COVID-19 spreading and getting teachers and staff vaccinated before kids are back in classrooms was really a big priority for them. So they ultimately struck a compromise. The bill that's headed to Governor Northam requires schools to follow state and federal health guidance. It won't go into effect until July, meaning it probably won't affect schools starting until the fall semester. Now, in the midst of this public health and economic crisis, the General Assembly had to revise its budget. What does that look like? Virginia's outlook is much better than um, some other states. In fact, state revenues are actually up compared to last year before the pandemic really hit the state. And so that's given lawmakers more money to play with. The House and Senate agreed to fund a 5% pay raise for teachers and state employees 
as well as an 8% raise for state police. Yeah, and the budget also includes some dollars that are flowing to some pretty interesting projects right here in Richmond. The state is going to give VCU $16 million to buy a Richmond warehouse from the Virginia ABC. That property is expected to be the site for a new VCU baseball stadium and, you know, potentially also for the Flying Squirrels. And the city of Richmond is going to get another $10 million for the design of a slavery museum and a memorial in Shaco Bottom. Well, that's about all the time we have today. That's VPM's Ben Pavier and Roberto Roldan. Thanks for giving us this recap. Happy to do it. Thank you, Sarah. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>